Pastor Sandra tells it like it is. This is part three of my teachings on the power that comes in you after your belief in Jesus. I am just going to jump straight in the teachings in the same text from Mark 16. And my read is from verse 16 of Mark to 20. And I read, He that believeth and is baptised shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Shall they cast out devils? They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Before I go in the teachings, I would just like to expand a bit on what the apostle is saying in verse 16. Apostle Mark is saying salvation starts first by our belief in God. He said, he that believeth and baptized shall be saved. So three things happens when we believe in God. Number one is our belief, of course. Number two, baptism. And number three is number one plus two equals save. He said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Now, we already know what belief is. Belief is to have faith. Belief is to have confidence, trust, credence, certainty, and acceptance into someone or something. There is another that comes after our belief, and it is called baptism. The baptism Apostle Mark was refer making reference to is called baptism of the baptism of repentance. That's what I'd like to expand a little bit on. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And the purpose of this little heads up is to highlight baptism. So we are talking, we're taking our belief, we're taking our faith, we're taking confidence with us, we're taking trust, we're taking credence, we're taking certainty and acceptance, all of these called beliefs, into the water with us, water baptism with us, as a first step in our believer's walk of faith. So we're taking all of these with us in the water. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Now, what does this signify, Pastor Sandra? It signifies 
that something is happening on the inside of us. That's what baptism is. It signifies that something is happening on the inside of us. What does it signify? It is an outward sign of our identification with God's people and our commitment to leave our old lives behind. Listen to the vision statement um, to make way for the one who was coming after Apostle John. Apostle Matthew records. He said in Matthew chapter 3 verse 11, I indeed baptize you with water into repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So we see three baptisms here. We see number one, the baptism of repentance. I indeed baptize you with the water into repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with number two, Holy Spirit, and number three, fire. So we see three baptism here. Why am I throwing this little heads up in the teaching? To distinguish baptism of repentance and to teach what happens when children of God rejects the gift of God. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Damned is the consequences for the refusal, the refusal of the package. So what is this package, Pastor Sandra? The package is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Jesus Christ is the offering God asks for payment for our sins and trespasses. What is a package? The package is the firstborn from the dead. He was hanged on a cross over 2,000 years ago. He suffered the worst murder to ever record in history. He sported a crown that was made out of thorns that was thrust on his head. He was beaten with a catenine whip made with metal spikes to whip and flog his naked skin, causing huge lacerations to his skin and body. He walked for an hour and a half for almost two miles to Mount Calvary with a heavy cross to be crucified. He was nailed in his hands and his feet to a cross with seven to five to seven inches long nails. He was slapped, spat on, abused, cursed out for no reason. But he that believeth shall not be damned. So this is the package that God asks for to pay for the price for our sins. Um, damned is to cursed. It, damned is a curse. He that believeth not shall be damned. So damned is a curse. It is um, doomed. It is um, a condemnation to hell. It's, a, it's an execration. That's damned. That's the meaning of damn. He that believeth not 
shall be damned. Amen. Is that our fate? No. It's, it's, it's a decision that um, children of God makes when they refuse the gift of God's Son. And the Bible is just letting us to know um, if you take responsibility for your refusal, he that believe it not, that's the fate, they shall be damned. And damned is to be, it's a, like a curse. It's doomed. It's when you're lost, it's a condemnation to hell. So Apostle Pope Mark is letting believers in Christ to know things are going to happen because of their belief in Jesus Christ. Verse 17, he said, and these signs shall follow them that believe. He said, in my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. So I'll take one of the descriptions today and come back with the teachings on the others next week. And these signs, I'll take signs first, and these signs shall follow them that believe. Now, the Greek sets it the neatest for us to understand, and they broke the word signs down in three groups. Group number one, the word sign is called samai, Samai, and the spelling is S-E-M-A-I-N-O, but it's pronounced S-A-Y-M-A-H-Y-E-E. And Samai means to indicate or to signify. Samai means to indicate or to signify. Indicate or signify is a signpost definition. Signpost definition is a post like the fork on a road or on the motorway. You'll see these fork signs as you approach the motorway. And um, it is a post like the fork on the road or the motorway with signs on it to direct travelers how to use and where to go. So that is what is called Samai. It's a signpost and it gives designation or specification to show or to give direction. That's Samai. So that's signpost number one. The second group um, the same word sign, the Greek word samion, S-A-S-E-M-A-I-O-N, but pronounced S-A-Y-M-I-O-N, samion. This sign comes out in a ceremonial occasion. So this sign manifests themselves in ceremonial occasions and display supernatural miracle signs and wonders and we can name many on many occasions when this took place in the ministry of Jesus for example the raising of Lazarus from the dead was a 
was called Samion sign. Um, it displays supernatural miracle signs and wonders. So the raising of Lazarus from the dead in John eleven thirty eight to 44. Another example, Jesus raised the, the widowed woman from name, if you remember that one, whose son was dead in Luke um, chapter 7, 11 to 17. That is another example of Samion and the woman that was bent over, if you re recall that, um, that um, situation there where she was bent over in Luke 13 verses 11 and Jesus had her straightened up. That's another example of Sam, Samion. Samion. Samion, yes. And in group three, the next example is called Samio. Samio, and it is spelling S-E-M-E-I and two O's, O-O, and it's pronounced S-A-Y-M-I-O, Samio. And this um, group of sign, it distinguish marks for avoidance. An example is given in Acts chapter 27, verse 13, um, and it is Apostle Paul's experience when he was at sea in Acts chapter 27 and where Apostle Paul had instructed the men not to go to sea because they might be shipwrecked. But the men still go ahead and, and thank God, God came in and saved them. So that's in verse 13 and I'm going to read so you can get a full gist of this example. And when... The south wind blew softly, supporting that they had obtained their purpose, losing thence they sailed close by Crete. But not long after there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Euroclidon. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive. And running under a certain island, which is called Cloda, we had much work to come by the boat, which when they had taken up, they used helps undergirding the ship and fearing lest they should fail into the quicksand, straight sail and so were driven. And we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the ship. And the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete and to have gained his, this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, who I am and whom I serve, whose I am 
and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was, and these signs shall follow them that believe in me. So this is the, an example. This is an example of Samuel. Samuel. This is an example of Samuel. Praise the Lord. And, and so he said, um, and these signs shall follow them that believe in me. So this, these are the example of this, the sign. He said, in my name shall they cast out devils. And I will come back with the teachings on this in lesson number four next week. And I'm going to pray. Unholy Father, righteous Father, we thank you once again for the teachings and for your grace in imparting this understanding to me to share it with your precious children. Consecrate me afresh to hear and speak your counsel. Let your will be done in the life and hearts of every hearer and believer. Have your way and let your will be done. The greatest work that ever can be done is the acceptance of your Son in our hearts and what Jesus did for us at Calvary so we can have a full and free salvation. This is the greatest acceptance and this is greater than any healing or any deliverance. This is the greatest ever. The, the acceptance of your son to have a full and free salvation. The greatest healing is accepting and receiving your son in our hearts. The Lord Jesus Christ grant understanding to your children and confirm them with signs, wonders and miracles. Thank you for your love and your protection on our families across the globe. Let your will be done in this season. Let children of God come into a saving knowledge and acceptance of Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. Give them something they will never regret. Show them a sign, Father. Show them our wonder or a miracle work or miracle because you're a miracle work in God that they will never regret when they accept Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. And all this I ask in your mighty, in your precious name. Until next week, Pastor Sandra, checking out. God bless you and have a good week. <laughs>